Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, I'm Molly Sims. And I'm Amisha Gormley. We're two girls obsessed with one thing, beauty. beauty. And by that, we mean everything that makes you look and feel beautiful. We're calling on our favorite health experts, industry insiders, and friends to answer all your beauty questions. With a drink in hand. Definitely with a drink in hand. <laughs> You're listening to Lipstick on the Rim with Molly Sims. All right, Emma, you know, I miss you. Hi, how are you? Are you okay? I mean, I miss you. I miss you too. I wish I was drinking with you in person I right know. now. I wish you were too. You know how your husband loves, loves all things Villanova and the Bills, and you know how much Stuber is obsessed with all things Packers, mm-hmm, Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers. Our next guest, he's also obsessed with the Packers and with Aaron Rodgers. I was reading a Packer article when you came out of the studio. Were you serious? So I, we have Nick Vile with us. <laughs> I literally was on his podcast last month and we talked, we, put, we talked like half your podcast about Aaron Rodgers. It was great. It was fun for me and being a soccer mom, which and, I have a lot of experience. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, he, he told me about his childhood. He was a track and field star from Wisconsin. You were kind of a badass. I was, I mean, I was good at track. I mean, I was good at most sports. Track was my best. I also played baseball, but being good at track isn't exactly make you a badass <laughs> in Wisconsin. Like if I were in Europe, maybe, but you know, football's king. He literally sat down at Emerson and asked me like, what sport are we doing today? And I looked down and I'm like, uh, we have the playoffs for the PBBA, which is the Pacific Palisades baseball little wreck um for the mustang he plays on the cardinals and so it's uh it's if we win we go on if we lose we are out i remember crying i was undefeated in a little wreck league and i remember we lost and i cried all the way on my bike the way home we cried we cried on saturday we lost you did everyone cried yeah, it's a double elimination. So today is the tell-all. Did Dad cry too? Dad, Dad, Stuber, Stuber, and Mike. I mean, she has three little girls. So we have. She has three girls. I have two, um, two boys and a girl. We're very much. Um, we would, I would call us Tiger athletic moms. Don't you think? Yeah, I mean, my, my one daughter, or my oldest, is great. very competitive, and. I had to tell her the other week when she was playing soccer that Maeve, it's not okay to just like knock a bitch out with your elbow and not apologize because she <laughs> she's playing lacrosse. She, Can't you apologize? Like, do yeah. you want an apology like mid game or like 
after the game. Well, I just, you know, if she's seven, I'm like, you could just pause for a second and say, are you okay? And then the coach pulled me aside after and said, you know what? You can't teach competitiveness, so it's okay. That's so true. It's so true. It's so true. I mean, I've, I remember so many kids growing up. I was just like, God, you're so talented, but you're not good because they didn't, they didn't, they weren't competitive enough. They didn't want it. We were talking the other day, like I got a dick email from this dad and it was like, so some of the players, you know, didn't seem as good. Like, are you sure you like, they're good for like a little elite. I told you I was putting together like this little elite (laughs) lacrosse team. And I was so mad because and the guy who is helping me, he wrote back this literally like one page was like about whether you're good at lacrosse, like a lacrosse player, or you're an athlete. If you're an athlete, you can be a good lacrosse player. You could be a good baseball player. You could be a good basketball player. Maybe not Kobe, but you could be good. If you're just a good lacrosse player, it doesn't mean you're an athlete. Does that make sense? It does, but the only question I would have is that I feel like to be good at lacrosse, you have to be athletic, a, a good athlete. I mean, right, I guess but it depends, his point depending on the was level. that these boys aren't good enough to be with his son, and the coach was like, "Why don't you let oh. me develop a player?" Sure. These kids well, how are old athlete- are these kids? Eight. Jesus. Yeah, exactly. It's freaking eight. <laughs> eight. That's my point. I thought, I thought we we're talking about high school. No, we're talking about eight year olds. I know. I agree. Jesus. So that's we're what, not fourth gonna, grade? That's second grade. Se- second grade. <laughs> that's right. That's second grade. Listen, oh you got a God. newborn. He got a newborn. He got a he has a newborn last night. You want to tell him about your newborn? I got a dog. You had a newborn? Mm-hmm. A, a, oh. a, a dog showed up at my house at one in the morning. It was supposed to be a, the, his flight was late. <laughs> Fine. So you had to get up and feed him. First it. impression wasn't great, but he did. He slept through the night. What's his name? Uh, Jeff. Jeff. How did you come up with Jeff? What kind of puppy? Uh, it's a it's an Australian cobra dog, like a golden doodle. If, oh, cute! Yeah. I saw a picture. Uh, Everybody's getting doodles. I'm just a huge All fan a of, of single syllable human names. For, like <laughs> Steve would have been fine. I would have gone with Steve. I like Jeff. Like Rob. Like I just want to go to a dog park and just yell out Jeff. <laughs> that's why i got a dog all right we're gonna be talking about bachelor grooming relationships dating but i really want to start at the beginning i don't want to actually spend that much time on it but i do have to ask you about being a bachelor we're back in the year of 2014 my employee schaefer actually auditioned for your season um, so technically, you could be dating her right now. 2014 was I was on the Bachelorette. I wasn't oh, bachelorette. the Bachelorette until 16. Okay, well, well, let's start with the Bachelorette. 2014. What was that like? The Bachelorette or whatever. I, I'm not. It's a nightmare. Was it a nightmare? I no, I mean, I, it's it's easier to look back now at the time. It was just a crazy experience. I mean, I was a villain the first season, mm-hmm. so there are definitely some bumps in the road. Was the Bachelor what you expected? Or was By the it- time I was The Bachelor, I'd, you know, I'd been on three different iterations of the show, and every show I was on, I was on the whole season, and I knew the producers well enough. So, like, by the time I was The Bachelor, yes, it was, it was what I expected, except for, you know, everyone told me just how difficult it was in terms of just every day, the long days, and you just, it's one of those experiences that you can't fully appreciate until you're doing it, just because, you know, it's, it's you know, anywhere from like 15, 18 hour days. And it's just so hard to connect with 
30 pe- like you know you have to have 30 conversations and you have to have 30 conversations uh, like for at least night one with a bunch of people who are nervous and and don't know what to say and and, and are expecting you to kind of talk and that you know I have the gift for the gab but after like five conversations <laughs> you're just like oh so how, how's it going you know like and, and, and then you know uh the the default uh when people get nervous in that world is to just try to make out with you and yes kissing women is great but we're gonna talk ag- about that again later, on, yeah. on like t- after like four hours of white wine and, <laughs> oh my uh, god you know, white wine breath is <laughs> it's a it, it's not great what's the biggest thing you learned what's the biggest like if you if you what if you could give advice to someone coming up what would it be I mean, you just can't take yourself so seriously and you know i i've i've always had an ego and i always have to remind myself every day to not take myself so seriously because nothing really matters one thing you have done very successfully is you have made a great transition from the bachelor yeah and i yeah i mean because i've had that i think Quite honestly, my sports background and my competitive background and, and I came from a sales background when I sold. So like failure is not something I shied away from. Very much like winning. I remember the first thing I ever won, which was a coloring contest in the first grade. <laughs> like I still remember it. And I was like, winning is, gr- I'm gonna, this winning thing. What did you color? Uh, it was stained glass windows and all the other kids just you know, colored it orange or purple or whatever their favorite color was. And I took the time to color each little, like maybe it's because my Catholic background, but like, I just was like, oh, stained glass windows, different colors. And they, I'll still remember, I, they came in, you know, you had like, I went to an elementary school where you had three, like each grade had like three, three classes. And so it was like a coloring contest between all the three classes. And I, I you know, we're sitting down on the carpet, you know, story time, I don't know what the fuck. And they came in, and we got to announce the winners, and they announced my name, and I was like, "Yes, this is great." And whether you know, I had parents who uh, I was lucky enough that challenged me, and and uh, they weren't afraid to uh, discipline me, and they weren't afraid to allow other coaches and other parents to discipline me. Uh, and so when I did fail, I, I I wanted to be successful, and I wanted to win so much that I I was like, all right, well, what did I do wrong? What could I do better? And I think that mentality in that and that space really served me well. Did you find it a struggle after The Bachelor? Like, because you really came out of the box hot. I mean, I knew your name and we knew your name in 2014, 15, 16, 17. And then was that a difficult transition of, you know, being a kid? I mean, I don't know where you were, if you were in Wisconsin before, but was that a difficult transition like after the show yeah like after the show. being off tv mm-hmm. not really because i mean i had a nice little run right um and it was we- i again i i think i had the benefit of uh going on that show for the first time in my early 30s and being more mature and i it was a different time back then social media wasn't what it was and so every time I went off the show. I w- always thought that was my last time on the show, and I, you know, I went back to work the first time. Would you go back to work? What, what I worked for a company called Salesforce. It's old software, and you know, people say, oh, you know, I really didn't, wasn't trying to be famous. Like, and again, it was a different time. So after the first time, I didn't do appearances. I didn't post. Like, 
I did Instagram, but that's at a time where like 50,000 followers was considered a lot. <laughs> um, I didn't have stern swipe ups. You didn't, you know, it's just like, oh, it was neat. And, and now when I walk into a bar, like, you know, I get a lot of attention. That was, that was the perk then. And you then could I, get your friends into bars. Not really. Bouncers don't watch The Bachelor. <laughs> you, 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 the, the, the trick is you just kind of walk up slowly. You wait for a bunch of, uh, like a, you wait for a group of 10 girls walking in. They ask to take a picture. The bouncer's like, I don't know who the fuck you are, but you seem like you're somebody. So like, I guess you can get in. Um, so what was that like, like dating post-Bachelor? I mean, I'm sure, look, you're good looking, you're 40, you know, you're now you're 30, you're 35, you're, you're, I'm not saying you're not in your prime now, because I think everyone in their prime is in their 40s. Um, but what was that like? Was that? It was fine. I'm, was it fun? Sure. Yeah. It wasn't not fun. Enthusiasm. <laughs> you know, I, I've, not to sound like I've always been a quality over quantity guy. I've never gone out to the bars with a plan of going home with anyone, like at all. I don't, uh, it's not my thing. So I never like, dated anybody like you that. You know, I had think. I wanted to, then. It, I think you could have. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, was, <laughs> in Chicago, like it's like, it, it, it was a weird experience to walk into a bar and you can feel the energy of the bar turn your direction. But so, but again, with anything, there's pros and cons, right? The con would be, you know, you just, I kind of joked, but like, it just, just sounds, sounds so like small violin kind of like yeah growing up in Wisconsin it's Wisconsin so like you know for most of my life I was considered you know decent looking so I would get the occasional compliment or I, you would see a girl look at you and be like ah, she's checking me out like I you know it's a great feeling when you know someone's checking you out you're like yes you know and then after you go on the show you just everyone's just like oh you're the guy from the bachelor and you're just like I don't I don't remember the last time I was checked out. I don't even know if I get checked out. I just assume people are just look, and it's like you, or then you get the occasional like question about the show, and then you're on a date, and it's just like, does she watch the show? Does she not? I was gonna say, are they dating you because you it's, like your? Are you? Hanging? I never worried about that, but it just definitely derailed, like trying to get to know you, you know, and it just was like, you know, then the like the the oh, I know everything about you because I watch a show. And so there's a, a little bit of that or the pretending not to know. The pretending not to know is worse, though. Oh, it's totally worse, it's right? It's worse. Oh, you I know? didn't know you were a model. Oh, really? I was like, weren't you on that like show? I don't know. <laughs> but like, so what's Josh like? You know, it's just like, I don't, yeah. I don't. What's he like? I didn't know that he did construction. Uh, and oh, Yeah, whatever. so again, I'm all net positive, but again, pros and cons to everything. What's the craziest rumor you've heard about yourself? Well, it was weird to, be on the cover of a magazine uh, uh, according to you know p you know tabloids i i got andy and caitlin pregnant <laughs> you know my mom would send it to me like is this true i'm like really I mean, my mom she, what does she know she's from no, but, you know um so that yeah that's, i guess that's pretty bizarre that's pretty bizarre yeah that's uh, i'm sure there's a bunch of different ones but i definitely remembered those you know going through the airport <laughs> like it's fun it's fun know. times yeah Wait, I'm curious about the DMing. Yeah. Um, what so what's it? the protocol for DMing women on Instagram? Yeah. I mean, you're in a relationship now, so this is obviously yeah, pre that. Don't but. do so it. You, did <laughs> you, Not right. So wait, hold on. No. Did you really say you miss 100% of the DMs you don't send? Explain. Because we kind of love this. Yeah. I miss, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. I mean, if you're interested in someone, but it just depends on, 
how you do it. Everything's about the approach. We uh, talk to us because a lot of women are listening to the show who are trying to date, trying to find the one. I mean, I, my girlfriend DM'd me, you know, and uh, so the, the questions about like who should reach out first. I mean, listen, if you're interested, I think the the gender dynamics about who makes the first move are pretty antiquated at this point. And you know, again, I, I'm not the master by any stretch, but I think you just want to, especially if you're a guy, you know, um, like, do you know, like when you, when you see, if you want to date someone or you want to ask someone out, do you, do you automatically know, or do you have to get to know or do you just feel it? What do you mean? Pre-girlfriend. Like you, you want to, I date, were to date someone, are, yeah. are you talking about like me or if I'm giving like advice to like a guy? Either. Well, if it was me again, you're like wondering, it's just like, oh, you know, people are going to look, see the blue check mark or they see your followers. Right. And if they watch for me, I always had an insecurity of like. Again, I was the villain. I was the hero. I played a lot of different roles in the, the show. So it's like, it's not like I'm Tyler Cameron. You just assume <laughs> everyone's obsessed with you. You're just like, this could really go either way, you know? And even if they do hate me, they're just like, I don't know, like a bad boy or something. And like it usually, again, was net positive. But I would have my insecurities of like, maybe they, I just assumed, you know, for me, I'm highly critical of myself. And I always kind of judged myself for going on the show. Really? Sure. You know, um, and and so I would always, you know, especially certain people like I would DM if I were if I want to DM, I'm, I'm you know I I am high, and uh, you know it's kind of like we'll see, but it it would tend to work out. Not always, you know. Do you think girls overthink everything? And turn. Go ahead. <laughs> I think everyone overthinks. I'm an overthinker. I'm an overthinker. You know, I think uh, I, yeah, I think it's a personality thing. I don't think that that's a gender thing. You talk about having sex on the first date. You're like, if you want to have sex, go fuck for it. it. Go yeah. for it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I couldn't. I couldn't. Natalie sex on and the first I. Date. I think we we had dinner, <laughs> and then sex, and we're still together. You know? Did you know anything about her? I know she DM'd you, but like, did you did you, had you been in? No, I didn't. I didn't know anything about her. Um, you just had dinner and had sex. No, she she. She DM'd me and then we talked for a couple weeks and then I she lived in Georgia at the time and I lived in LA and and I, I had to go to New York for a work trip and, and she used to live in New York prior to that and I was like, you know, if you're going to be in New York and she, and she was like, I have friends there and when she was just like, she's a go-getter, you know, she like I, that's part of the reason what I really love about her is like when she wants something she goes for it which works well for But isn't for that me. we always talk about that with guys like some of our friends like I'm like you have to come off more confident you it, like confidence is fucking sexy like Yeah we we wouldn't be together if it weren't for her determination on on what she wants not only DMing me uh when we first met to you know for the first 9 months we hung out uh, you know, we we lived in different cities. I had a you know at that point I really hadn't. I had a bunch of you know two or three months you know situationships and and you know when you situationships. get si, si, situationships situationships. I just think situationships. Like <laughs> you said it right. I love that. Uh, you know, as you get older, you get a little. It's a it's a it's a fine line between being cynical and and just knowing what you want. You know, you get older, you know what you want, so you're just like. I don't. I don't need to date you for six months to know that you're great, but not for me. Well, um, Michelle, we always talk about like she went to her now husband after six months, and be like, "Are you in or you're out?" 
Like yeah. I'm 30, however old you were at the time, 36. This is actually after two months, which is actually even worse. I think I just said I 32 and I don't, I want to get married and have kids. And the minute, you know, that I'm not the one like just cut bait and move on. Like, I don't want to just, you yeah. know, and he still tells me that that was the worst conversation ever. And it really irritated him. But I said, yeah, he didn't, know he, he didn't run. Yeah. He didn't run. He got three babies. Boo. After like nine months, she was just like, Hey, I want to, I mean, she she did what I tell my audience all the time. She didn't ask me what I thought or what I wanted. She was like, listen, I like you. I want to date you. I'm tired of doing what we're doing. I have feelings for you. And at the time, I was like, listen, I just, there's too many reasons. I just don't know if this is going to work. And she's like, okay, fine. No problem. And that was and it. And then she just started immediately dating other men. And I so was like, good, exactly. I was ah, like, all right. She's so uh, smart. She's so smart. She didn't bag. <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't explain. She was just like, cool. All right. Fine. And then she like found like, you know, like she started dating guys that like, I was just like, well, all right, well, then I'm going to date you if you're going to date them. Because like, <laughs> she got you. <laughs> I mean, she, she was a fucking pro. Those are one of the many things I uh, admire about her. But she she knew what she wanted and she handled it. And that's really this, the key. Again, you just you usually do the opposite of what you think you should do, you know, especially like early on when there's con- confusion or you want to like beg or plead your case. Like in the history of breakup letters, I would go out on a limb and say it's never worked, ever. Think of all the breakup letters of like, if you just thought about everything that we've shared, you know, <laughs> let me explain to you. I don't think it's ever worked, ever. <laughs> I, well, I, I did a bad breakup letter. Oh, I've done, like, so, me too. Like, you ever read But I those? love you. <laughs> so wait a second, I, I literally had a call I shouldn't say this unless you might listen, but I had a call with a guy that I used to date. I don't know why he called. I, I don't know. They all call at one point. About a year ago. And, and they all call. They, they all great. they all call. Um and I he was like, How are you? He's living in Texas now, blah, 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 blah. And it was it was nice to reconnect and he was like, I just wanted to apologize for a few things and and before he got off the phone, I said to him, I said <laughs> do you remember when you broke up with me and he was like yeah and I I said do you remember when I called you back to make sure you had broken up with me and he goes I do I called the guy the guy had broken up with me I called him back to make sure that he had broken up with me so are you really doing this kind of thing I said are you really doing this this just this just really happened it was really it was a low moment it was a pathetic it's like a breakup letter and he I don't actually, know if that's really. It was bad. It was bad. Coming I don't think it's as bad. I think the ego. The ego really uh, thinks it's bad, it but bad. people are so afraid of clarity, and it, it really hurts us. Do you know what his answer was? Do you need me to come over on a white horse and get off, jump off, and t- I'm like, he was a dick. Probably for the best. He was. It was done at that moment. I said to him, he goes, "Oh my god, I forgot." I said that. I was like, "Yeah, you did." He's but like, I'm so truly, sorry. probably a favor. It was a to favor. You. It was, it, it was a favor. It was like, you again, then you 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 were like, I'm done. I'm going to move on. And you, you, know you never want to sit in fucking relationship he purgatory. He actually did me a favor. Yeah. He said that. He was like, I was in a really bad place. That's why I broke up with you. You didn't need my shit. I mean, yes. Was he a dick? Sure. But like, you know, what's more of a dick is the, I don't know, maybe. We'll see. But I just need my space. Oh, that's such a dick. I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. But like someday, maybe, fuck you. Like that, 
That's a dick move. People That's have like wasted two years, two, three years of their lives on people who have like just, you know, fucking fish hooked them just, a, just enough just and just breadcrumbed them enough and just any, you know. That's selfish. That's selfish. Yeah. And that's a dick move. We know a few people like that, sadly, but yeah. Yeah. They and both sexes waiting. do it. Yeah. They just keep waiting and yeah. wait. He's going to come around. You didn't, No, he's just not there. And it's, yeah. He just needs to go on a little bit of his journey. No, he's going to get there. Oh, well, that's... Women need to stop telling their friends he's afraid or all their... Oh, oh my God. It's wait, nice. talk about that. Wait, he's not please. afraid. He's not afraid. <laughs> he's, not, he's not afraid. And then, like, I did a TikTok about this and and... And now you're seeing a lot of guys, you know, we're living in a world where there's like a, there's a name for everything and there's a label for, you know, and they're all valid for a lot of them. Like, you know, now we know what gaslighting is and that is a real thing that people do. And there's a lot of, and now you have men saying like, well, men can be, listen, I don't doubt that like men have their trauma and experiences with dating and women. I, I was like, I was a sap and I, and I was, had my heart broken and I had guys like, I know a couple of my friends who spent two or three years on the fuck girl who just like brought them into their life when they were like in between boyfriends and kept them around. It's like, it, it goes on. But like, listen, if you have any type of trauma or experience or heartbreak and you are afraid then you're not, you shouldn't be dating, right? You shouldn't be out there, you should, whatever it's therapy, time alone, I don't care. But this, this, I'm afraid, but we can still fucking hang out. And, you know, like, you're not afraid. You know, if he's a, like, what are you afraid of? Like, oh, well, he's afraid of commitment. Yeah, like, no, he just doesn't want to. He just doesn't and want to. And when he'll to. meet someone. He just doesn't want to marry yeah. you. When he, when, after you've dated him for five, six, seven years, He's going to marry someone else. Everyone's a fuckboy until they find the person who... Everyone's a fuckboy until they who find ...who stops them from being a fuckboy to a certain degree. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, guys aren't scared, and I think it's... Yeah, I think the, that's the thing. You're, I'm seeing, you know, TikTok, you know, I'm spending more and more time on that, and, and the world is polarizing. You know, poli you know, forget about politics. Like, you're getting polarization between the genders, and um, you're seeing a lot of stuff... And I'm reading books uh, on, you know, not not even ones I disagree with, but like the, you know, guys are, you know, all the reasons why men are victims of, of the way, you know, because now you have, you know, uh, you know, you have the Me Too and all that. And, you know, I'm a big believer in physics, I guess, like cause and effect, you know, if you're going to have, uh, you know, the Me Too comes out and you just knew that there was going to, you're going to start hearing from men saying, well, what about this situation where I was fucked over by a woman? And these experiences are true and it does happen. You know, men can be sexually assaulted by women. There's like this whole scandal going on with these young TikTokers mm -hmm. now. But like we, the genders are both fucking up. There's a lot of miscommunication. We and a lot of it is just not talking and understanding each other and, and not communicating, not and communicating waiting yeah. years people wait so long and years to then they bring this up and then this comes out and it's 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 a crazy yeah. world right now and everyone has a story but in general if you are having sex with a guy and he's can't commit for whatever reason don't let your women friends convince you that he's afraid he is not and if he says listen i'm afraid then that is a sign that he needs to process that fear and that will take a year or five, 
like or therapy go process yeah go process boo. so um that is not like uh just wait around for a couple minutes months but like women i i have women friends who literally just like hope that he can just fuck it out of his system i know and i'm shocked but but i see They'll it happen all wait. the time women will wait and wait and wait wait and wait and knowing full well he's sleeping with women knowing too. full well he's fucking someone and else. actually you're like hoping it's just like I just you know just go fuck a bunch of girls and i'll be here waiting <laughs> All right, before we um, talk into men's grooming, because I'm going to get there, um, beauty turn-offs and turn-on, all right? We're going to talk about favorite beauty moments, okay? Red lip or no red lip? I'm a less is more guy. I think there's an occasion for everything. So My husband actually likes a red lip, but... I don't mind it. But on occasion. He doesn't like it. He's like, I can't kiss you. I can't and like... Don't get me wrong. I like uh, a woman in a good makeup. Beautiful. Stunning. Generally speaking... You're wearing it for yourself, not for that's, me. That's, we're going to get there. Hair down or hair up? I, I love a, a both. You know, again, like I love variety. When Natalie wears her hair up, I think there's a special kind of hot. Like when you really show your face and you got a good one, like <laughs> great, you know. Show it. Brunette or blonde? I've been partial to brunettes most of my life. People think like I have a type that way. It's just I think it's worked out that way. There are some very beautiful blondes that I've dated and I've seen and out in the world and and so, yeah, just... So the answer's brunette. If, yeah, if I had to pick, <laughs> I, I, I'm just going back based off of my, my track record. Tattoos or piercings? Uh, I don't have a preference. Tattoo and piercings are both like, you can have too much of both. And, and some of either is totally fine. Brazilian wax or just groomed? Again, either just, you know, keep it. Keep, keep the feet, keep the field clean. Clean, yeah. You know, okay. wherever. Just look like you care. <laughs> do, don't don't you like women who care, who who like yeah. make the effort? Yeah. I, I'm assuming women feel the same way. I just think sometimes men don't appreciate how much we we put into it. Okay, hold on. Uh, um, yeah, that you're probably you're probably right. If, if people always ask like what advice I'd give to young men, and and, and I would always like, I think young men do not prioritize and value their platonic female relationships enough. You should make friends with women who are just your friends and you should ask them questions about relationships, what they like, intimacy. Like, what the fuck does your bro know? <laughs> you know, and you're not going to learn it from porn. You're you not, know, you're not. You're and I, the one of the best, and I've said that, share this on my podcast, one of the best experiences I've ever had was in high school and I was dating a girl and this was at an age where we were just messing around and messing around included like awkwardly touching each other's privates for 45 minutes, you know, and, and while I was dating this girl and her friend like pulled me aside in gym class and, and very nicely and then not in like in a way to try to embarrass me, it was just like, Hey, so stop doing it this way. <laughs> and I was like, really? Well, how should I do it? And she walked me through it. And I was a fucking hero after that. And like. <laughs> you crushed after. I crushed. And it was a very valuable lesson of like, just ask. You know, I think too many men are afraid to like ask their women friends how they should go about it because they think they're supposed to know. And if like, oh, if I ask, that means I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the sex guy. Like you're 17, dude. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah. And so like the reality is like, listen, there's always, again, like, you're talking about the climate that I went in and it's just like, there's a bunch of books about how like, you know, 
it sounds like men hate women and there's books and it sounds like women hate men, you know, and I think we just need to try to empathize a little bit more. There's a lot of great men out there. You know? There's a lot of great men and, out there. But that doesn't mean that like if you are a young man and you, I, every woman I know who's shared with me their experience, you ask them about their opinion of men. It's just like, listen, none of them have an experience, a, a situation where a man hasn't made them feel anything from uncomfortable to unsafe. Right. And there's a lot of women friends I have that have experienced legit trauma from a man. Um, and it doesn't mean there's not a lot of good ones, but just understanding it and empathizing that. And it doesn't mean like you have to get defensive and it doesn't mean men suck. It just means like have conversations with your women friends to understand that so that when you approach a woman, you know, who are, is a stranger, or you're dating one that you are just like asking questions. And I think your women friends you're not trying to have sex with, you know. You're not are, trying to really impress. You're not trying to impress, and, and just ask them questions like, hey, what is it like for you? What are what are things that guys have done to you that you didn't like or things that you did like? or And a lot of being made to feel uncomfortable is, is not talking and assuming and things like that. And, um, yeah, I mean, it seems such like an easy solution, but I don't think young men and women are, are, are talking enough about those things because they're trying to pretend they already know. Yeah. You can't really pretend you already know, especially when you're really young. That's yeah. Really good. And it made so much sense, but I was like, <laughs> why was I doing it that way? Why would that feel good? I don't know. <laughs> All right. Heels or flats on a woman? I mean, a good pair of heels is very sexy. All right. Do you like when a woman dresses for you or dresses for herself? So I wore this because herself. you do a lot of women, don't dress for the guy they dress for their friends sure and a lot of guys don't like it my husband Emish's husband Mike really love when we listen they love jeans and a t-shirt but they also like it when we fucking crush it or try something yeah I mean I other than the occasional like I'm gonna put on some lingerie because you know like yeah. I guess that's for me but <laughs> um like other than that you know like if you feel sexy that's all I care about because you feeling sexy is definitely gonna benefit me totally like if i like why would i i just wear this for me and then she's just like i'm hot sweaty and uncomfortable <laughs> like it's not gonna go well for you bro <laughs> so yeah i definitely and also like women check out women like when i'm out in public with natalie no one looks at me like other women are just looking at her exactly. you know which is great it's fine natalie's very pretty and she's very stylish all right let's talk about products treatments you have your own Natural oils. Yeah, well, essential oils. Essential so that's not really a part of grooming. It's more for either, you know. You don't use it on your beard or you don't use it? No, you that? can use essential oils. In the shower. For like a, a beard oil. And that would just be for the scent of it mm -hmm. all. Like if most beard oils are like like jojoba oil or other types of oil. And then you might ha throw an essential oil into that to give it like a, a certain type of smell. But how did you get into essential oils? Just anxiety. My sister's a holistic nutritionist and she turned me on to it just because she is big in like non-invasive approaches. Like instead of taking Advil anytime you get a headache, you know, you can take essential oils and often that'll work. Peppermint obviously being a, a big component of, of an essential oil that would help with a headache. And if nothing else, like it's just more mindfulness being present, you know, aromatherapy, focusing on your breathing helps people stay focused to stay present. And when you're present, you have a less chance of getting anxiety. Also, you can just can like scent your indoor air instead of you know, spraying Febreze and things like that. So I love, I mean, I put essential I, oils in my water. Yeah, I put, we it, love I put a couple oils. of drops of orange. I have the diffuser. 
from that you that you have in your line? What's it called? Is it the diffuser you have or just this? Well, we sell both. We yeah. sell the diffuser, but the diffuser. I, I mean, we're an essential oil company, right. and we we sell diffusers, but like we I have it by my bed we, with essential oils. We buy them from a manufacturer. Like we didn't. I didn't. You know, it's 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 the oils that we focus on that we're known for what's different about your oil yeah, what's different well we focus on blends right so like we only sell blends and i came up with that just because how i used it like a lot of people if they're into it we're just like you mix all these oils and you do all these things and it's like the average user is just like just no. give me something that helps with a headache or whatever or my anxiety and so that's how we do it and just the application part is easy and then the biggest differentiator is you know we're usda organic in that industry you have it's it's got to start with multi-level marketing and uh, there's no regulation on it so like you see a lot of companies that say 100% natural or 100% pure or therapeutic grade these are all just made up you know you it's could, all made up yeah it's like you could start a company and you could say like this is uh, health grade I don't know you could call it something and you can say like I hired a doctor and he's like yeah health grade and it's not regulated by anyone. There's no third party. You know, no one's saying, I'm not associated with this company. Well, we just learned that with a plastic surgeon, yeah. a cosmetic surgeon and a plastic surgeon. They're very different. Put a label on it, whatever. But like, you, you know, obviously USDA, people are figuring that's a third party government entity and we are uh, organic and it, you don't have to take our word for it. You can take their word for it. Have you, you know? always struggled with anxiety? Uh. Yeah, to some degree, I think as an adult, it's gotten worse as a overthinker. And then, you know, I think it's gotten worse for everyone with social media and, and the pressures of uh, what everyone else thinks. And and the, again, I think not I've, I've always struggled with not being present. And I think social media is making everyone not be present. And um, so, yeah, you clearly work out. You clearly take a, you know, clearly take care of yourself so what, what's your go-to fitness I mean I'll, again I, I ran track in high school and college running is something that comes natural to me like if I don't want to work out I'll run just because you know you can it's like a stress relief I just like to I, I don't I'm not a big gym rat I don't I do 30 40 minutes a day and when I do it I I try to go hard you know I, I don't sit at a gym and do curls like my advice to anyone without being like a not a coach by any stretch, but if you're going to work out five minutes or 40 minutes, be just be fucking tired at the end. And, and you can get a work great workout in 10 minutes. If you stop moving, if you keep, if you don't stop for 10 minutes, you'll be tired and you'll be tired. figure and out, it works. Yeah. Less is more. Do you have a certain like eating plan? Like, no, like I, other than try to reduce how much sugar I eat, simple carbs, you know, that's causes inflammation. All right, we're going to play a little uh, game. We could do fuck, marry, kill, or date, marry, and disappear, or disappear. Yeah, let's do the latter. Okay. It's always like, when you date. fuck, marry, kill, it's just like, well, do I marry or kill them or fuck date, them? Date, marry, disappear. January Jones. Oh, jeez. Rachel Bilson. Aaron Rodgers. What is the game? Date, date marry, marry, disappear. Would you date January Jones, marry January Jones, or... Make January. Well, I've Jones. already dated January Jones. Oh, Wonderful experience. Um, so you might date her, Rachel. Well, Wilson. I mean, I, have a, <laughs> I hate these games because I have a girlfriend, and I see you now. I'm like, Nick would date January Jones. Oh God, please. <laughs> you. <laughs> All right, forget it. We'll do this. Okay, so we'll do rapid fire. Is uh, that right? Ra and Rachel's just a friend, and then and you know, I'd, I'll, I'll, the disappear was Aaron Rodgers. Boo. <sighs> I mean, listen, whatever he wants, I just want to <laughs> get an answer. You just want to get it. All right. You want to do rabbit fire, Emisha? Yeah. All right. If you owned a yacht, what would you name it? A four-letter word. 
Jeff. Yeah. Jeff. <laughs> I was having this discussion with friends. This isn't rapid fire, but keep going. You, what do you have to? You have to be a billionaire to own a yacht, right? Because like yachts are like they're like a hundred million dollars. Got to sell a lot of oils hundred million to get a fucking yacht. What kind but, of? They're a lot. They're a lot. Do you own a yacht? I don't own a yacht. I don't. And own and I don't know your situation, but I know your situation's good. It's pretty good. And <laughs> and. <laughs> so I don't know, Jeff. Jeff, describe the perfect kiss in three words. Uh, in three words. Yes, three um, words. It's rapid fire. Three words. Not too wet. Perfect. I hate not too wet. Okay. Uh, what color is your toothbrush? Black. Morning person or night person? Morning. My absolute favorite time of the day is my morning coffee. Me too. If you could have one superhero power, what would it be? Uh, transport. To like, you know, I could just blink and be in Europe. What's your biggest pet peeve? Uh, lying. And, and specifically people lying about being on their way. Mama way. Oh, I'm so guilty of that. <laughs> and then I'm they're like, so and, then I, and then I would, and then I would like teleport in their bathroom, and they would be like on their couch. <laughs> By the way, like, my I, husband. I don't give a worst. shit if you're late, but I'm literally sitting here waiting for you because you're on your way. And like, if I, let me just go play some VR while you're still showering. <laughs> Coffee or tea? Coffee. What's your favorite cocktail? Whiskey on the rocks. If you could tell your ten-year-old self piece of advice what would you tell a young 10 year old nick vile uh none of it matters man like whatever you're worried about right now (laughs) it's gonna be fine really i have to say something because it was actually very sweet i told my husband we were we were interviewing you today and he goes you know what i remember about that guy he had a really nice family. I'll tell them. Thank you. They are nice. And you know, Mike Mahan, I tell you, is obsessed. They're like, because I'm like, Mike. I should have Brooke on with us. I love Mike. Because she's all things. Yeah. She loves all things Nick Vile. Um, no, I know. And you guys share a love of baseball. I love I love baseball. It's a it's an unappreciated sport. You would actually love my husband. He was a baseball player. Was he? He loved it. He's my, my biggest athletic regret was not focusing more on baseball. You know, I almost asked you about what you said that I thought was so sweet on your, uh, when I came on your podcast, you mentioned that you, you said that how your dad said you would never really make it at baseball. Like you could make it, but you wouldn't make it. He just said it it was unlikely, (laughs) which was true. And I love my dad. He's one of the great, great, amazing father. I owe everything to him, but one lesson I learned from him that I won't replicate with my kids and it will just be do whatever you want be great at it and if you want to be great you'll have to work hard and there's no guarantees either but if you work hard there will be benefits that you will gain from it and you won't regret busting your ass and trying to be great even if you fail at it I love that advice before we go has manscaping gone mainstream I literally have an article and I put Nick Vile What does that mean? Manscaping, taking care of yourself as a man. Has it gone mainstream? Two biggest um, misconceptions of me are I don't shave my chest. Um, I have no hair. I'm (laughs) I'm not going to take my shirt off, but like this is like 10 years of growth. And and from from three feet away, you'd be like, oh, you shave your chest. And I'd be like, no, look closer. And you would see 15 hairs. That would be a rumor about you that you shave your chest. It's not true. Not true. uh, It's fully, fully grown. And and two is that I I can't admit when I'm wrong. And uh, I'm very, I'm very coachable. 
and I'm very good at admitting I'm wrong. I'm not often wrong. <laughs> and what I mean by that is, it's like I just don't fight about things because because I can admit I'm wrong. I'm right. like, oh, no, I was wrong, and I don't even mind being wrong. But like, if I believe in something, I'm not give it. Like, you'll explain how to me how I'm wrong because I'm pretty sure I'm right. So you don't believe in manscaping because you have not enough air to manscape. Well, I I, I don't. I don't I'm like not, down there grooming. Do you believe oh, down there? One hundred percent. Okay, good. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. like again, give a shit. Give a shit to all the guys listening. Give a shit down there because it really, really does. I mean, really, all you have is a guy. Give a shit. Give and, a shit. And if you give a shit, then you would probably <laughs> ask other women, not your bros. You know. <laughs> yes, exactly. You're awesome. Uh, Nick Vile, host of The Vile Files, and he's also the CEO and founder of The Natural Habits. You guys can find him, listen to him at Nick Vile. You're awesome. Likewise. Thanks I'm for having you me. came on. Emisha. I'll see you in a few days. We needed Nick Vile back in, back, back in our day. We would have been friends back in our day. I think we would have. We would have. Yeah. We're still friends now, but we would have been, been friends. I wish I was like this at 25. I know, right? I mean, it's one of those, like, I look young, and, and people are like, how oh, do you know so much? I'm well, I old. came home, I was like, <laughs> I, like I, I, I figured, like, I wasn't always this great. I used to cry, and <laughs> <laughs> do you do you feel that way about, oh, I think we talked about, I don't know how, how you can teach perspective, because that's the one thing that escapes the youth, is just, like, n- just understanding a situation in real time. It's hard. Because I just remember, like, just, Oh God! I had my heart broken sometimes, and just like I just forgive my language, just lack of a better word, I was such a bitch about everything, and I was like, "Well, I'll never." And I laugh now, and that's one other thing. Whatever you are upset about as a ten-year-old or even as a twenty-three-year-old, there's a good bet that someday you're gonna look back, and it won't even be a bad memory. It will be a good memory because it won't kill you, and you'll probably learn from it. Hopefully. Totally. Nothing lasts forever. Yeah. Like if you're feeling bad, yeah. like if you're in a situation, like just remember, take that away. Like nothing lasts forever. Yeah. Well, the, situ- the story you just said about the one asshole, you know, you tell the story now and you're like, it's a fun memory. You, it's fun to talk about you, whatever you learn from it, or you knew this something about yourself. Also, you're like, now you have your husband and you're not. And I him. struggled. Listen, I had a really, I, I did, I wasn't a dater. I wasn't. I, she was so good at dating. You were great at dating. I was. What was was your key? I was ruthless. I just, I was just, I had fun. She was ruthless. I was ruthless and I had fun. I wasn't, I'm not ruthless. I was like, I was, I had fun. No, but. I was quick and I was fun. As you should. People are just like, stop calling dating. Stop saying people, dating sucks. No, I had fun. I didn't, you know what it was? It's a means to an end. I wasn't looking to get married. (laughs) I think that was the key. I think that when I was dating and I was not, I wasn't like a jaded New Yorker when I was dating. Like I wasn't the girl that was like looking for the banker, you know, like I, I dated a guy who I swear, remember the one guy I paid for every dinner. And I remember one dinner, it was, I split a $25 quesadilla check and I'm like, stop fucking splitting. And she was so mad at me. She split a quesadilla. But I was like, I felt bad. I mean, but why, why was Why did you want to? Because I, you know, he was by the end of the relationship, we were in LA. I was actually there for a trip and there was a moment we were staying in a hotel and I looked at him and he had these shoes on and I don't know what happened, but in that second, I just, he repulsed me within like 20 seconds. It changed (laughs) and I just needed him to get the fuck out of the hotel room. And do you remember when I rolled off the bed because his toe touched my calf in the middle of the night? 
And I was like, he needs to leave. He needs to leave immediately. And that was it. It was just. She kicked him out. She's like, his toe fucking touched my calf. I can't. I rebooked his flight. I said, you need to leave early. And he was like, what do you mean? And he was like, chain smoking, like stressed out, not sure what had happened. (laughs) I was like, we're done. Yeah, no, I I think. I think uh, Tinks, uh, who had it on my podcast, thanks for the recommend. Wasn't she great? She was. It comes out next. I don't know when this is going to air, but it comes out next week on on my podcast. Isn't she funny? She's great. She's very smart and fun. We had a good we had a good chat. But she talked about icks, you know, like and it's like and she I think she's mentioned about like at any given moment, like a guy can do something and women will be like, I can't. I can't. And I think every guy, if they're honest with themselves, has been on the receiving oh, end. Totally. I'm like, you fucking hate me. <laughs> like his, the sole of his shoes. I don't know what I did, me. but like I can, I can like the, the my just my whole vibe. You fucking hate. <laughs> it's amazing though how much you can like totally be so head over for someone like totally lost of them, and then that it just changes, and you're like, ugh, it's weird. Love is hard. He drew me Love a picture. Hard. Remember for Valentine's yeah, he Day, drew and her I thought a it was so cute, and then I was like, ugh. I was like, that ugh. is. By the way, I was I was thirty. This isn't like a teen, which romance. is so confusing for guys because like half the time women are like, oh, I just would love it if it would do like just care enough. And it's just, yeah, it's just she was like, look, Molly, he 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 like. He, but he, you he, didn't he, like him at that. Like, no, she liked him. She's like, oh, he made a picture for me. I was like, yeah, that's fucking weird. What? How it's was weird. Drew like a pic like drug. Yeah, no. It, it was fireflies for Valentine's Day. Like that's not what you jar. want. What do you want? Like, honestly, not chocolates and not a picture of fireflies. I guess for Valentine's Day, it's not, it seems like a cabal. I don't know, fucking draw a picture. <laughs> Something I'd probably do, <laughs> and just be like, you know, I don't know. It was. It was. Uh... Ugh. And I remember I met Mike, and he called me like a week after I met Mike, and he was like do you think we gave up too soon? And I was like, no, no, I didn't move on. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, best of luck to you. Best of luck. We didn't give up your toe. Is, have you checked in? Is he okay? No, it sounds like he <laughs> might. <laughs> oh. I had to have a meeting across from him with a creative agency. Like, remember that? Oh, yeah. Do you remember that years later? Oh, it was so awkward. Yeah. Appreciate, but you know, pr- appreciate your humbled moments. Mm-hmm. Love is hard. Love is hard. All right. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Great to Bye meet you. I love you. Lovely to meet you. Thank you guys for listening to Lipstick on the Rim. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Lipstick on the Rim with Molly Sims and my ride or die, Emisha Gormley. We are so excited to bring you guys along on this journey. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Lipstick on the Rim and Molly B. Sims or my website where you can dive just a little bit deeper into my favorite products, trends, and more at mollysims.com. This podcast is a production with Dear Media. Wanted to give a special thanks to my team, Ashley Gasparian, Schaefer Carrillo, Ashley Sanchez, and Michelle Harrison and everyone at Dear Media. Don't forget to listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss out on the fun. 